0: recording yet oh um, that's
1: what um that's what i really like about um i to see you hit record <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh Edge and christian always do on their podcast like like five minutes in so many times the guests are just like have we actually started the podcast yet
0: <laughs> yeah because most of the time they answer the like they, it's just when they pick the phone
1: yeah, so it's always really awkward and the goodbye is always really awkward though is that like, bye bye yeah i really appreciate you guys being l- letting me on bye Bye, yeah, bye. yeah, bye. bye, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't wait to see you guys at WrestleMania. Bye, bye,
0: bye, bye. What? <laughs> who we're not <laughs> saying goodbye to is all of you lovely people who have joined us here on Rogue Opinions, where me and Nathan we're just going to talk about some stuff from uh, San Diego Comic Con that we really enjoyed. Um, what you're hearing is the tail end of a uh, almost hour conversation that Nathan and I had, uh, where we were just getting ready for the podcast, and now we're here doing the podcast. So, Hello. hi. Na- hello yeah hello again
1: uh, now we're recording i'll go professional i'll do my
0: podcast voice hello yeah it's really great to be here really oh so no you that's you that's not the on. podcast voice it's like hello everybody what's going on
1: <laughs> pretty much it's like what's <laughs> going on everyone i always go my name <laughs> my name yeah yeah my name
0: Combine <laughs> into
1: the wrong word uh,
0: but uh but yeah, my name is Jimmy Baxter, Mr. you you're Nasty. Uh, and as you hear, I'm joined by Nathan Greenaway. And we're here to talk about just some of the stuff from San Diego Comic-Con that we enjoyed. Uh, obviously, Marvel is going to be a big part of this TV. The DC stuff is big. Um, I'm going to talk about Magic the Gathering at one point. So, you know, feel free to fast forward that. But I love it. Um, yeah. So uh, where do you uh, where do you want to start? What was like something that really jumped out to you? Well, first question I had for you, because we've not asked each other this since we agreed. Have you ever been to a Comic-Con? I have not. I've never been to a uh, convention ever. Like, uh, I've been to a lot of concerts, a lot of wrestling shows, obviously, but never uh, had the chance to go to a Comic-Con. One year, I actually did get tickets, a four-day pass, before they sold out, to go to New York Comic-Con, which was right over the river from where I live. And I forgot that I agreed to do photography for um, my buddy's wedding in South Jersey. So I ended up having to like sell those tickets off. So like, that's about as far as I got. Fair enough.
1: I went to uh, London. I don't know if it's proper. I don't know what it's called. I went to a comic con in London once. Uh, That was really awesome. Got to meet Benedict Cumberbatch. That was pretty cool. He was there for Sherlock. He wasn't there for Doctor Strange. Was this before Doctor uh, Strange? Oh, it must have been, because I don't actually know if there's been a season since Doctor Strange. But uh, it was definitely, he was there for Sherlock. It, yeah, it was definitely before Doctor Strange, thinking about it, timeline-wise. Uh, that was really cool. And uh, yeah, Martin Freeman was there as well, who was obviously Watson. and uh, But I didn't get to meet him, because I just didn't have, to, I only went there on a day, and I just didn't have time to wait in both queues to meet both people. Oh, yeah,
0: you'd be there all day, I'm sure.
1: Oh, 100%. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, t- one thing about Comic-Cons, which is fantastic, that everyone always talks about, cosplay. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, oh, some of the people, the amount of time these people must put into what is uh, is art, it's 100%. It's an, it's an art form, good cosplay. So um, I've literally just pulled up on my computer some of the best cosplay from uh, this year's San Diego Comic Con, which is the one we're going to be talking about, and some it's just unbelievable. Like, there's a lot of Deadpool's. One person is dressed as them. I saw, I saw <laughs> I the, uh,
0: just... I saw well... the Onion, the Onion version, like the, the 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 like music and nerd version of the Onion is called uh, the the dot net, and they put out a uh, a headline that said, "Woman accidentally takes home wrong Deadpool from Comic Con this year." <laughs> There's just <laughs> well, this- so many dudes are dressed up as Deadpool now after, like, the success of the uh, the Deadpool movies that have come out over the last few years, which, I mean, they're great. They are absolutely wonderful. Um, but no news about a third one uh, in the the pantheon of Marvel news that came out of uh, Comic-Con this year.
1: Well, I think Ryan Reynolds is going to – he's obviously going to be tied up with that Netflix film with The Rock and Gal
0: Gadot, which I think – what was it called? Red Zone. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I just know that it's going to be the biggest moment of my year that that movie is going to come out uh, because I'm vastly looking forward to uh, how like grand that movie is going to be with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds just being just being lads, just hanging out and doing their thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the uh, the press tour. But can I tell you about this this cosplay that I've just seen? Oh, what'd you uh, say? From this year's Saturday. So you know Grimace? Yes. The McDonald's mascot. Have you ever thought about Grimace dressed as Thanos? Oh, no. But the Infinity Corn is an oven glove. Hilarious. <laughs> I need to send you this image. Like, There's three cosplays on this one image, uh, but the, the Grimace as Thanos is just incredible. There you go. Check the Skype chat.
0: I'm checking it now. Um, It's fantastic,
1: and there's a there's a good female Miles Morales and a Deadpool with a wig as well. the
0: The female Miles Morales looks like Zazzy Beats from uh, Deadpool Two. Domino just dressed up as Miles Morales. Yeah. Oh,
1: good. Good. Yeah. My God. What is that? Deadpool though. Yeah. Deadpool has a Deadpool is a giant red a huge red do you call it a weave what do you call that no, it's a weave. giant uh,
0: bees nest oh yeah oh yeah that, oh, yeah. that um, it looks like um the mother from hairspray i don't know if, if you've ever seen hairspray but that that reminds me of I her think hair. Of, uh, marge simpson's hair but a bit more oval than straight up yeah uh, and the, this I don't know. this grimace is by far the, the funniest thing i've seen all day yeah like grimace, holy shit. Yeah. Thanos is, and he's also just got a random... Strike. Oh, I'm sorry. I think those are colored chicken nuggets as the Infinity Stones. Oh, shit. That's yeah, what those you're, look
1: you're, like. You're 100% spot on there. Yeah, I didn't notice that. But, yeah, he's got chicken nuggets as the Infinity Stones, and he's wearing an oven mitten. I'm going to post that on the Rogue Opinions Twitter. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please <laughs> That's do. fantastic. And. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, London. I went to London Comic-Con once. It was great. And... Uh, only trouble i have with comic cons and we don't want to talk about the negatives there's just so many people
0: yeah i getting
1: know. to do stuff even if you got tickets the queues are insane there's never enough water and uh but other yeah. than that like i don't know how some of these cosplay people do it because it's just how hot it must be because they're always in the summer
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's in Southern California. Like the main one is San Diego comic-con that, you know, uh, it takes place once a year, normally in mid July. This one took place last weekend, July 18th through the 22nd. Um, And it goes from the Thursday to the Sunday, but it's just, I mean, the whole country right now of the grandest country in the world, the United States of America, Um, we were in like the midst of like an intense heat wave, like over the entire country and, like, it, it, I mean, it must have been hell for those people to be in costume or just walking the floor of the convention. I've heard people talk about, um, is this, oh my God, uh, Nathan sent me, like, how would you describe this? This is.
1: I was trying to keep a straight face for the podcast, hoping you'd react. Yeah, it's from, this is from last year's Comic Con, this is from 2018. But it's Grimace, a panda. Jack in the
0: box, Dr. Strange. <laughs> Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> There's a Loki with a weird beard. It's just the... I'm posting these. I will post these on the Twitter the same day this gets released. Because that is. I just saw the lineup and I was like, do is I that, send this to him? He's in the middle of a monologue. Thor,
0: is that Thor? But I don't Ronald know McDonald's. what that is. That looks like Ronald McDonald 4. Oh my god, that's what
1: it is. He's got Stormbreaker. It must be. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) It's just fast food icons but dressed as
0: superheroes. (laughs) Panda Express? What is going on right now? People... Okay, people have too much free time. I respect the art form, ladies and gentlemen. I absolutely do. But people... Like figure out how to cure cancer or something. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like there are people out there who do it just like great. Like I have a, f- a couple of friends. Um, if you are on Instagram, look up uh, uh Keisha cosplay uh, or just like a bunch of uh, Jessica Nagiri uh, l- A lot of people on online, like they- they're very good at what they do and they do a lot of really good cosplay, but, You'll see these the day that this is posted. Make sure to check the Twitter, uh, Rogue underscore yeah, opinions on Twitter.
1: And any, anyway, but just to just to inform everyone, I am scrolling through twenty nine. Well, that's not from twenty nineteen, but now I am scrolling through a thread of twenty nineteen San Diego Comic Con's best cosplays. So if Jimmy is halfway through a sentence and then derails himself because I've sent him some (laughs) random cosplay. Yeah,
0: I I apologize. I understand. (laughs) I don't even remember what I was talking about. That's how, like, much... Her gun, the Starbucks lady, (laughs) her gun is a fucking latte at the end of the gun. (laughs) It's amazing. uh,
1: But, yeah, before, because me and Jimmy do have a habit of, disappearing into the weeds let's jump into 2019's comic-con and um did you want to start on the films or the tv
0: um all right let's uh let's start with uh the uh dc tv news um i'm a big fan of what what is beautifully called the arrowverse over on the cw here in the united states of america and they are gearing up for their most ambitious crossover yet they are crossing they are crossing over all five of their current shows black lightning not included for i don't know reasons but uh batwoman legends of tomorrow arrow flash and supergirl are all going to cross over into crisis on infinite earth something that has been teased from the very the very end of the very first episode of the flash series where uh you see the giant uh, newspaper article about the flash disappearing in a crisis um and the first half from what i understand the first half of the flash if you've seen the sizzle reel uh is that um sendil ramathy from and apologies if we fuck up any names during this i'm just yeah, gonna say 100% hard names to pronounce i'm just going to say it um Sendhil Ramothy from um, Heroes fame, who played Mohinder on Heroes, will be playing the bad guy Bloodwork, uh, who, you know, sounds like what he sounds like. He is a person who has powers that can control people's blood. Um, He is the bad guy for the first half of the first of this season of our Flash, because after crisis, everything changes. So you're going to get seven, eight episodes with a bad guy. Uh, At least on Supergirl and Flash, because Arrow is totally different. Spoilers ahead, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, that goes for everything we're going to talk about here on the podcast today. If you haven't seen some of the stuff that preceded some of the stuff that we're going to talk about, um, then, you know, I would recommend maybe catching up and then listening to us. Or if you don't give a shit about spoilers, then keep on listening because it's going to get fun. Um, And at the end of the last season of all the CW shows, Monitor showed up at all of the places, um, and he abducted uh, Oliver because Oliver made a deal with Monitor uh, during the last crossover, Elseworlds, where uh, to save himself and all of his friends, he gave himself up to save the multiverse with Monitor. Um, so the final season of Arrow that is coming up is going to be 10 episodes. The first seven episodes will be uh, Oliver assembling the, the team for the crossover. And then the final two episodes will deal with the aftermath of Crisis. And then Arrow will be over. The first seven episodes of Flash will be the Bloodwork storyline where Sendhil Ramathy plays Bloodwork. And uh, I believe uh, Supergirl is doing another bad guy. I'm not caught up on Supergirl. Don't really, not my favorite of the shows, I should say. Uh, And then I believe Batwoman is going to be introduced in the mid-season area, sometime in uh, January, rather um, after Crisis. So Crisis is going to change the entire landscape of the DC TV universe, just as um, Flashpoint did uh, way back a couple of years ago and my god it just they have signed on Burt Ward uh the 1966 robin to probably reprise his role as the like an old robin in a universe where batman is dead uh we have Brandon Routh who plays the adam on legends of tomorrow playing uh kingdom come superman um there's talks of Tom Welling from Superna- uh supernatural uh smallville being brought in to play a different uh superman there's the superman they brought in on supergirl i mean they're bringing in literally everybody from across the board um before i continue on this rant that i'm on I, I know that you haven't caught up uh you're not caught up on the dc shows but just by what i've described uh what are your thoughts on just some of the stuff that's been announced at san diego comic-con this year
1: yeah I, uh just to go back to what you're about yeah i'm I really liked Arrow for the first four seasons. I was really into it. I loved how uh, campy it was, and uh, yeah. One question I did have for you, Brandon Ralph, obviously reprising his role as Superman that he played uh, in what was the film Superman Returns in two thousand and six, um, and yeah, it was two thousand and six, wasn't it? He was also Ray Palmer or the Atom already in arrow and flash and legends of tomorrow but now he's been brought back to play superman again in this crossover event in the crisis crisis event uh what do you make of that because obviously he's already played a character in this universe but he's coming back to play a character he played before that any thoughts on that or don't you think it really matters
0: Um, I, I absolutely think it matters. Uh, something that the DC universe, at least in my opinion on the TV has done incredibly well is that they will lay the groundwork for something, uh, even years in advance, like with the crisis storyline that they're doing now. Um, and then they pay it off. Um, so I believe that Brandon Routh will be Ray Palmer in the crossover to a certain extent, uh, but he also will be this version, this different version of Superman than he then he played maybe in uh, Superman Returns, because uh, according to what I've heard through the grapevine or whatnot, they he's not allowed to use the suit from uh, that. That's why that's why I said that uh, Tom Welling has been in like the, in the conversation area because his suit is the Superman return suit essentially. So they can't have two different, they can't have two different Supermen in the same suit. So you're already going to have Tyler Hecklin playing the Supergirl Superman from, uh, I mean, he was in, uh, Elseworlds last year and did a phenomenal job. I think he was fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody hasn't seen Elseworlds, like it perfectly sets up, um, crisis and it's, it's easily their best crossover they've ever done which it, it just makes me super hype for what's going to come but to answer your question um, I don't think it's going to matter very much because in Crisis on Earth X they did pretty much everybody had a doppelganger and almost everybody had like a scene with their doppelganger from what I remember so they uh, they won't really have a problem as far as like double casting people um, and th- it's going to be five hours long. They have like a, like a Tarantino-ian amount of time to tell this story. And I think that if you're going to have anybody tell the story, this is the people to do, especially if it's going to be on TV. Like, if we're not going to get a Crisis on Infinite Earths movie universe, then this is where this story should be told. Because those those sh- these shows have been going for about ten years or eight or nine years at this point. And... They've really earned it. They've really earned the the chance to be able to tell this story. And even with all of the um, handcuffs that they've had put on them by, you know, the fledgling D.C. movie universe because they couldn't use Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad was going to be a movie. So they had to kill off like the entire like Suicide Squad area of the Arrowverse. They had to kill off uh, Amanda Waller. And all these other characters. They couldn't oh. use Batman for a really long time. They still can't use Batman from what I understand. Um, so with all of the handcuffs. That they've put on. That have been put on them by the network. And by uh, Warner Brothers. Who owns DC. Um, we're seeing. That they can work with what they have. And what they have at this point. Is a lot. And I can't wait to see what they make of crisis on infinite earths
1: yeah um i think the handcuffs on from the network i'm not sure how much that matters because um let me just read some statistics out for you and these were i don't know if these are 100 percent accurate these were updated literally today today being the 23rd of the 7th of July obviously 2019 this is from tvseriesfinnali.com uh and let me just read this out to you so arrow which is renewed but ending um year on year uh is down 20.67% in the ratings so that's a fifth of it that's Jimmy opening a year boy and
0: uh <laughs> yeah r- roll tight um, on that ladies and gentlemen
1: so Arrow is down 20% in the ratings year on year. Supergirl is down a gigantic 31.76% in the ratings on the CW. I'd like to,
0: I'd like to cut in on that really quick. Yeah, um, yeah, go for it, go for it. In the first season, they were on the CBS, uh, the CBS, they were on CBS, um, okay. and Uh, The show was sort of different before it moved over to the CW, from what I understand. Uh, I don't watch Supergirl very much, but I do catch it, especially when uh, one of the episodes is in the crossover. But uh, the CBS is a broadcast network here. Everybody gets it. Uh, No matter what kind of TV provider or whether you don't even have cable and you just have like an antenna. Okay. You get CBS. So there that 30. What was it? 31 percent. Uh, for Supergirl, yeah, thirty-one point seven percent down year on year. Okay, so that thirty, let's just say thirty-two for math purposes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that thirty-two percent drop, um, m- I'm gonna say maybe ten percent of it at least has to come from the people who don't get the CW anymore. Okay. A uh, CW is it is a network, but uh, it isn't a like one of the major three. That you get, um, you get yeah. ABC, NBC, Fox and CBS. And- just to
1: cut just to cut in, sorry Jimmy. No, uh, go just ahead. Just
0: to cut ahead. in first
1: because we've not mentioned this, so I'm not uh, I'm I myself I'm in the I'm in England, I'm in the United Kingdom, Jimmy is in New Jersey, America. So um when we talk when we start talking about networks and what shows we're on, neither of us will probably have the one hundred percent knowledge on what the other is talking about, on where shows are shown. So I think that's worth pointing out before everyone thinks oh, why is this idiot Nathan not knowing about American networks with his oh, English yeah. accent.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because because the, the guy the guy who's who literally sounds like he's like the guy who's gonna be yeah. from <laughs> New Jersey yeah. and the guy who's gonna be from the UK. Yeah, but I just think that, it's
1: worth Yeah, the only reason I point out is because I've just chucked a load of American um obviously I've just chucked a load of American um tv ratings at you which i have in front of me which i found online but i don't i don't live in america so i don't have this network knowledge so before everyone thinks jimmy's just talking to an idiot he He's is talking, talking to an idiot but not I'm an really, idiot on american networks
0: i'm not really talking to the people when i uh i pontificate as such yeah um, so the other
1: one obviously you just said about that um do you know where the flash is have the flash change networks because that's also wow. massively down.
0: Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, uh, Arrow, Flash, and Legends are like the main ones because okay, Flash
1: is, according to this website, year on year down
0: 23.87%. That, I mean, that makes sense. Um, as we were just,
1: just reading that statistic, Charlie, just reading that statistic, that's
0: catastrophic. That's, yeah, they're, that's,
1: they're, that's, that's huge. huge.
0: But the, the, the main problem that comes with that, that I've always seen, and uh, Dan Harmon has talked about this, uh, a lot of writers have spoken about this, um, people who were in the industry have spoken at length about this, is that the Nielsen ratings are not um, like a part, like they're not caught up to current day standards so most of the people that will watch arrow flash legends etc cetera, etc cetera, they're gonna watch it on hulu or they're gonna watch it on the cw app um so does it say in the the table that you're reading out like if they're the nielsen ratings or they're like just the are they the plus three or the plus Yeah, sevens? these are uh, these are nielsen ratings right so then that doesn't account from again from my knowledge of The Nielsen thing, those don't account for online viewings. They also only account for DVR viewings on a plus three days and plus seven days, um, like statistic. So, um, saying that uh, those are big numbers regardless. I mean, even if they're a quarter of the way, right, you you know, a downslope in viewers is kind of to be expected to a certain extent because some of the stuff hasn't been as good as it was in the earlier portions of the show because it was more of a novelty and now flash is going into season six arrows going into season eight like they've been around for the better part of a decade um so the special effects that used to blow our minds uh in the early days of these shows are now just sort of commonplace especially with the Marvel movies being as insane as they are graphically and visually and whatnot. um, You know, they the, it. it, Like like I said, like there is more to it than just the numbers that you're reading out, which I feel like the numbers are uh, incredibly valid. Don't get me wrong. Um, It's just that they also don't account for different things because only a certain percentage of households, in the United States have the Nielsen ratings as it is.
1: Okay. That's worth noting. And for any, I hope anyone, um, anyone that's interested in the rating system was listening to that. Cause that's really good information to have. Cause I hear about the Nielsen rating all the time. I don't know if we have it over here, but I think that's worth noting, but wow. it doesn't. That I'm doesn't. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't I do, to for for anyone, for sense. anyone. Uh, yeah. For anyone that's just, uh, I've, uh, I just sent Jimmy the link for the CW and uh, it's not good on the Nielsen rating, it's not good uh, listening. But for anyone that's interested in the Nielsen rating, just listen to what Jimmy said, uh, explore more and if find out what that means. And I know that um, if you ever listen to 83 Weeks with Comrade Thompson and Eric Bischoff to bring it back to wrestling, they always, Eric always talks about the Nielsen rating about how it doesn't really, it used to apply a hell of a lot, but these days it doesn't apply because it does not take into account how many of the things you can watch on an app and how many things you can watch this on. Uh, you can watch TV on so many insane amount of platforms these days The the Nielsen rating perhaps doesn't matter, but I don't know if the Nielsen rating applies to the United
0: Kingdom. But yeah, uh, the CW... Just to quickly fill in, I, I cut you off for a second there to say wow, because um, I'm a huge fan of Supernatural. Um, if you're not watching it Fucking watch yeah, it It's, it's fantastic a, uh, It's, one of, the, that it's one of the It's one of selfish. the most <laughs> It's one of the longest Reigning uh, Like TV shows On network television It's going into It's 15th and final season um, Next year And it is down 26.24% It has 1.435 million viewers On average Now that The highest rated Among those Is 1.701 million viewers Uh, and mind you this is all Nielsen ratings I'm looking at the same website that Nathan was looking at Um, so take into account that they might be wrong we might be wrong who knows but we're just going with what we have Um, Supernatural was fantastic this year Supernatural has been fantastic I mean even since it split into this sequel territory after season 5 for a show like that to be down 26.24% that says to me that a lot of people are watching it online, either through a streaming service or they're illegally downloading them. Because you can find all this stuff very easily on the Internet. And 1.435 million viewers 20 years ago would have gotten this show canceled long, long time ago. Year-to-year change is almost 15% down. That's incredible. Like, that's just an incredible... Yeah statistic like dc's legends of tomorrow it has been not that great lately but it is down year to year 36.99 percent 37 percent that it is down year to year that is incredible it has less than a million million viewers a week and that probably includes plus three days plus seven days so within the week that it comes out on dvr or live it's only garnering you know, less yeah. than a, mil- a million viewers. So just for
1: those, that, uh, sorry to cut in, just no, for no, those don't know what the plus free what did you say, plus three and plus seven?
0: Plus three and plus seven is um. What
1: uh, does, it- you just kind of just say what that means because I'm not a hundred percent certain what that means. So I think there might be people listening that maybe don't either.
0: I'm taking this uh di- like directly from uh con- uh, not, uh Bruce Pritchard on um. Uh, Something to wrestle with. Something to wrestle with, yeah. Um, uh, But he obviously worked in TV for a very long time. And um, the plus three and the plus seven are uh, the Nielsen people trying to keep up with the changing technologies. And people started getting DVRs. DVRs uh, started. I think you guys have Skyboxes over there, right? Yeah,
1: there's loads of different ones. But Sky Plus is, uh, uh, I think, what would is DVR basically means you can record a live show and watch it back later.
0: Yes, digital view. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, we have Sky Plus, Virgin have their own me, have their own version. Now TV have their own version for people in the UK. So that's what um, that's what that means.
0: So um, what that essentially is, is that um, it they started to account for uh, people watching them on their own time, essentially, where it was... Uh, DVR or on-demand viewings because there are a built-in cable services uh, that, and I know that I'm just saying this and I know like 99.9% of the people who are listening to us will go, yeah, I fucking know that, I get that whatever, but um, for those who don't know and for those who don't know what this statistic means is that Plus three and plus seven uh, deals with on-demand services and DVR services through your cable provider. It does not account for streaming services like the NBC streaming service, the the Fox, the ABC, the CB, uh, CW, all these other streaming services that are out there. It does not account for them because those are all done in-house. Those are all done yeah. like on the network, the 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 studios side. So when you have all these streaming services pop up, it is practically impossible for uh nielsen to keep up with that okay. so
1: that's what that means yeah, so um
0: yeah
1: one minute next thing black lightning is on cw yes. in you know wow that's on netflix here it's like, on netflix uh, here too. oh because that's literally each episode is uploaded weekly on netflix so you have to watch an episode wake a week wait a week sorry uh to watch the next one that's interesting um but i think what overall from what they said at san diego comic-con to bring it around to what this podcast is supposed to be about do you think the cw because i don't it's tough for me to say from the impression of what i get, gather from the cw it's not mass it it was important when they got Arrow. I feel like they've outgrown their usefulness to DC and to Netflix and to people like that. Do you get that? Am I getting the wrong impression from that? No,
0: I, I think that's that's a totally valid um like opinion of it. Uh, because uh, regardless of what the actors are looking for, or what the writers want to do to move on and whatnot, um, I believe that Arrow has sort of outlived its usefulness in the DC TV universe. Yeah, Flash is definitely the standard bearer for for this universe at the moment. Yeah. Because excuse me, sorry. Uh, drinking beer. <clears throat> <laughs> um the the, the the ever since Flash came in, it has been more consistently great. Like especially because every episode um has these moments in them. Um, I believe Kevin Smith, when he would go over there and direct uh, Flash or the Supergirl or whatever, um, uh, and he's been trying to get his version of Automatopoeia, the character he created for the Arrowverse uh, for the Arrow comic books on TV for years. And I think that would be great. But that's besides the point. He said that uh, Mark Guggenheim and uh, the other guy who got me to I don't remember his name, but it doesn't matter. Uh, they spoke to him early on when he was doing. Uh, the Flash and um, He said that Flash follows A simple format uh, Heroics, Heart uh, And Fuck what is it It's there's. They call it the three H's um, And every Episode follows that format You're going to get The Flash Being The Flash but you're also going to get Barry Being Barry and there's The relationships are powerful and yes, it's a soap opera. It's a soap opera for adults in prime time. We get that. But the thing that they've been able to do so successfully with the flash is that even in the worst of episodes, you get a really, really cool flash running montage or like the flash is running around and trying to figure out how to stop a bad guy. And you get sucked into that. Like there are like, and there are so many heroes on um, on the Flash at this point. Like you have the the Vibe, uh, and you have um, um, Caitlin Snow, and you have the Flash and Reverse Flash and Zoom, and like it, it's just. I know I'm rambling here a little bit, but the the way that these shows are built out. Flash definitely. Flash was the second in the line of the DC shows, and it is now the standard bearer for that universe. Plus, Arrow's going into its eighth season. After yeah. season five or so, like, a show starts to lose its. it's like, it starts leases. to lose uh, what it was. It starts to lose
1: what made it what it was. Um, yeah, I think. Do you think. the sea, I think, personally. From what I gather, from what you're saying, the CW has basically been really hurt by what we're going to talk about in a moment, which won't take long because there is nothing to talk about, but DC's movies. There's nothing to back up DC's, quite frankly, I think general brilliance in TV and the way it's used to CW and it's used to Netflix over here in the uk because we obviously don't get the cw um to build its shows but then the films have been so weak in that sense do you think that perhaps if the dc cinematic universe was stronger that we wouldn't be seeing these to be honest these figures are ugly they're really ugly in the ratings do you think if the films are stronger
0: those okay first i want to i want to speak on the ratings thing um those ratings are like if you if you uh stay on tv series finale.com and look up like just like the cbs ratings and yeah, we'll the let, Fox ratings. Um, what
1: we'll do so we'll post the exact link we're looking at when we release this episode i will post this link on the rogue opinions twitter
0: uh yeah for reference please go over to it. and this isn't just a plug but this is like this episode is very reference heavy yeah, uh, I can tell already that this will don't be don't reference heavy, us,
1: but this is what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um the 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 ratings problem is a problem that's across the board. Um, you aren't getting statistics and the only reason that you that we as people are conditioned to believe that these are terrible ratings is because back in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s in the time before the internet was what it was today, everybody had to your TV was appointment viewing you were you had to be there to see something otherwise you fucking missed it period that it was over it was gone like um i believe the highest rated tv thing that's ever happened is the series finale of mash over 120 that's something that isn't a live sporting event 127 or so million people tuned in on the night and time that the series finale of mash aired and watched it together we as a nation came together and watched MASH end. It went 11 seasons, people loved it, et cetera, et cetera. But then when you, in comparison, see some of the shows like today, like some of the biggest shows on TV only get uh, like a million views on network. Then, of course, there's like there's outliers like uh, Game of Thrones was getting 16 million or something or 20 million. The Walking Dead gets like nine or 10 million uh, views per uh, like not views um, in the ratings. So yeah. like there are outliers on cable, but that's because you pay for it because you're going to sit there and you're going to watch um, The Walking Dead. Like if you're 10 seasons in, into The Walking Dead and you're one of the nine million people that still watch it, even though the ratings are decreasing as it is. And we'll get to The Walking Dead and their announcement from San Diego in a moment but yeah. <laughs> I think, That's I
1: think that, <laughs> I, yeah,
0: exactly. It, it's coming to theaters, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to be able to watch it on AMC, even though they told you. Yeah. But. So
1: let's, uh, <laughs> let's wrap up on the Nielsen race just cause we've been, we've been, well, because the on ratings, the ratings what's conversation, like, what's your, just, just to wrap it up because we've been hanging on this for a, a while. I'm just, um, not that I need to go anywhere, but just like, just to wrap up our thoughts on this, uh, you think basically, the Nielsen rating as it is in America, which is obviously one of the biggest television markets that we're going to talk
0: about is a wee bit out of date. Uh, I'd go as far as to say it's totally antiquated. It doesn't need to be around anymore, or if it is going to be in around under that name. So people, you know, have the like the branding, I guess of Nielsen in their head. Like they need to figure out a way to start monitoring all of the streaming services as well, because these shows are doing better than they are portrayed yeah. to be.
1: Yeah. And, uh, that's going to wind our thoughts on the Nielsen rating. There's, there's plenty more that I want to add to that conversation, but I think for, uh, for me and Jimmy, I actually think based on that, there's a whole other podcast that we could spend dedicated on that. Cause I've got some thoughts on what he's just said. Um, if you've also got some thought, I encourage you to do your own research. And I think though, Jimmy's obviously going to, I know, I know him. So he's going to agree to this, but I think we maybe need to come back and look at these TV ratings and the way they're done. Cause there's a certain way they're done in the UK as well, that I'm not going to muddy the water by going into now. But I think obviously Jimmy, I think we need to come back and do a podcast on the way television ratings are judged.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, and keep in mind, uh, neither me or Nathan work, In that industry specifically But as fans and as somebody Who has seen a lot of his Favorite shows get cancelled get Renewed get recanceled, get moved over It it all comes down To these antiquated numbers and uh, Yes we definitely need to come back and have sort of a long form discussion about this because we could spend two hours on this easy yeah 100 percent,
1: and we're at risk of doing that but let's get into san diego comic-con and i think now that we've done television ratings for so long let's absolutely jump into what everyone went absolutely fucking nuts for let's get into marvel
0: absolutely absolutely and thank you thank you for curtailing uh, that, that because <laughs> I, I do, my best. I do both, my best. We both have very both have strong opinions on that, but Marvel came out, and we were all expecting a certain amount of news from them, but I don't think anybody was prepared for the amount of just wow just, that yeah, we got out of they, this we they a ton of us. Um,
1: where do you want to start? Because I've got various things that I've written down. But my good God, let's leave. If we can leave the big one. If we can leave the guy with the sword. Let's leave the guy with the silver bullets. Let's leave the guy with the fangs. Let's leave this for the end. Because you've been on your rant. I'm not going to go on a rant. I'm going to go on a love letter. Okay. And I'm going to save that for the end. Because I I, um, I love the way he, I, I love him. But I'm not going to say his name yet. And I don't want anyone else. Shut up. I can hear you listeners. Don't say his name yet. Love
0: him. Uh, Um, So, so we, um, we got uh, an astounding amount of news out of San Diego Comic-Con from Marvel. Um, They announced uh, their entire phase four collection. And I'm just uh, in the thing that astounded me the most is that in 2020, we're going to get one TV series and two films. Uh, Black mm-hmm. Widow, and the and the Eternals are um, the two movies, and then the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, is going to premiere on uh, Disney Plus. But then in 2021, I'm going to count this. I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven di- uh, Marvel properties. Three of uh, four of which are on Disney Three of them are films are going to come out. In I'm sorry, four of them are films, I believe. Um, The picture I'm looking at doesn't have what you're talking about on it, but uh, there is an astounding amount of Marvel stuff coming out Uh, just in broad strokes before we hit the thing you really want to talk about. Other than that, what is something that stood out to you the most? Something that made you like incredibly, you know, like excited for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Let's stick to the movies, let's stick to the movies.
1: Yeah, let's stick to the movies. I'm really excited for the way they're going because honestly, part of my fear was they were going to go back to what they already knew and they're not doing that. Um, I know from a comic book standpoint and from everyone that knows the stories of what they're about to tell that they perhaps aren't taking risks i think that i think from the outside perspective because what we've got to remember and what everyone out there listening if you're a if you're a comic book person if you're a comic but i'm going to i'm also a nerd so this is not offensive but if you are a nerd i'm offending myself if you think that's taken badly i'm also talking down on myself if you are a nerd on the comic books and everything they're not taking risk with these stories because these stories are brilliant. They're brilliantly written. But I think from what the Marvel Cinematic Universe could have been and what they are, the direction they're going in, they're taking chances. They are taking risks. Um, that's before I, I have opinions on Disney Plus, but I'm only going to talk about the movies at this point. I think uh, Doctor Strange and I think, am I correctly wording this, in the madness of the multiverse... Is that the right way around, Jimmy? Uh,
0: Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse
1: of Madness. Sorry for getting that wrong. I've literally noted that down wrong, so I will apologize. That being rumored and all but confirmed to be a horror film, that's a... That is a... That's bold. (laughs) That's massive bold. If they are seriously saying that's going to be a horror film, bear in mind, literally... I- ignore ignore that
0: bro- I'm sorry, one second. Uh that ignore that last thing. I'm trying to send you something and it, it sent wrong.
1: Yeah, that, that's fine. Um bear in mind, on my birthday of this year, the sixth of September, feel free to send Jimmy birthday cards for me and he'll forward them on. But it part two comes out, which looks incredible. Um they're taking serious chances with this. What if as well? What if bringing the watcher into the MCU? That's a hell of a risk for anyone that knows who the Watcher is. The Watcher is all seeing and all knowing uh, to break it down. He sees and he knows everything. Um, Jimmy,
0: do you want to dive into Disney Plus now? Um, no, I have a, I have a, just a quick thing on. I want to I want to just like spread my love for Thor Love and Thunder for a moment
1: yeah go for it and uh me and jimmy just to warn everyone obviously natalie portman has all been confirmed to take over the mantle of four and four as chris hensworth is going in a very different direction uh guardians of the galaxy 3 is not on the phase 4 map but has been confirmed as happening chris hemsworth is all bit confirmed he is will be in love and thunder and he's all but confirmed to be in guardians of the galaxy 3 um jimmy before we get into i just want to clear up the political side of this i know you so i know you do not have a problem with a jimmy are you, yes, ready? Are you sat I'm, down i'm 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 sat i'm sat down yes jimmy i just need to prepare myself for this but um <sighs> Jesus, Um Jimmy, there was a, a woman might be for,
0: well, goddammit, she walked out on that goddamn stage holding that motherfucking hammer, and I yeah. just, no, uh, I, I am all for it, I'm all for it, I know from listening to,
1: can uh, we get, can we we just quickly, in the comics, there has been a female four, yes, there has. Uh, carry on. But I, I just want to confirm as well, me and Jimmy, for anyone that might be disappointed that we aren't going very angry, neither of us are going to go very angry because we're not.
0: Um, we're not.
1: And I'm going to leave it at that.
0: <laughs> um. So for any anybody who's listening to this and might be a little triggered about Jane Foster becoming... Uh, Thor, who is Natalie Portman's character in the Thor movies. There is plenty of comic book lore with Jane Foster becoming Thor. I mean, it's just there. Um, the fact that they're doing it on screen is fantastic. Um, and I know from listening to interviews with uh, Natalie Portman that um, she was sort of done with doing these big, expensive, like superhero movies. Um, but she's back because now she's yeah. going to be one of the heroes. And I get that because, you know, Wonder Woman did so well that Captain Marvel came out. Captain Marvel did super well. And now everybody, there are a few people who believe that like Marvel is just sort of jumping on this bandwagon. blah, bah, 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 bah. Go fuck yourself. This movie's going to be brilliant. This movie's going to be so much fucking fun because first and foremost, we didn't even mention this. Taika Waititi, who made... I'm going to say it, the hands down best goddamn Thor movie that's ever been made, Thor Ragnarok is coming back for what looks like a hair metal experiment in the in the Marvel mm-hmm. the Marvel universe. Look at that, that 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 just the 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 logo for the movie is brilliant. It looks fantastic. It reminds me of like and I'm dating myself here but like Dio and Rainbow and uh like Zeppelin and all these bands that like spoke about fantasy and stuff in yeah. their music and that's what and it it has the same coloring as like uh like a He-Man show. Yeah. Like it there's there's just no way that this is going to like listen if the the Marvel Cinematic Universe hasn't earned your like trust at this point just shut up and go watch like French foreign films for for all I care, because like if it, a lot of people are saying that this is like the most ambitious that they've ever been. And and it is to a certain extent. Like if you look at this just on its head, you don't have any like you have two characters that you're really like just the movies. You have two characters that you're really like. With like and have had their own Movies Black Widow's getting her first movie Shang-Chi is brand new to Most people and the rest of the TV shows but then you have Doctor Strange and Thor Doctor Strange is going in a totally different Direction is going to be a horror movie Or well it was It was said by I think Benedict Cumberbatch on Stage at uh, San Diego Comic Con that It's going to be the first truly scary And I'm using the uh, Inverted commas for that Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah, and I believe them in that. Like, like, and again, for like Jane Foster has been around for a long time as a full character. And if I can read this sentence, if you don't mind, Jimmy, to you. In a nineteen seventy-eight, and then separately, a two thousand and fourteen storyline, Jane Foster is revealed as deemed worthy. To wield fours hammer mjolnir so there's there's a hell of a lot of law to this um as well so i think Natalie portman being the choice to play i i it she's been split because i know that um i know he also i know for a fact before i call him out he will not mind me saying this ben from the naked men podcast here on rogue opinions i know for a fact is not a fan of natalie portman's portrayal of jane foster and i know for a fact as well that is just the way she acts the character there's nothing to do with her that is nothing to do with her gender i know for a 100 percent fact that he also is very intrigued to see what happens with the character going forward having spoken to him But I also know he's not too thrilled with the way she's been scripted in the past, and that stems from the first four film, which I saw with him in person, and he said that to me in person. He was not too happy with the way Jane Foster was portrayed because he is, above me, a comic book nerd. He is an unbelievable comic book nerd. But if you do want to call him sexist, it's Ben underscore Ebert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I know, I know, just... uh, that's a, I know he's not. I know he just is a big comic book nerd, and he wasn't too happy with the way the first four film was portrayed. Gone. Gone, Jimmy. So I just I know I need to clarify that in 2019.
0: No, go of course, ahead. of course. You have to you have to walk on. Uh, you're walk. We're walking on hot coals at every moment. Um, but if anybody has any misguidings about Natalie Portman as a person or whatever, just go and listen to her Natalie Portman raps that the Lonely Island put out. Um, The woman knows how to take the piss out of herself and she knows how to just have fun with this uh, this career that she's found herself in. Um, If if you have, have you seen both of those videos for those rap videos? Yeah, yeah, I really have. They're they're incredible. She's always
1: in. You know what? um, And just to completely cut in and I will derail you. uh, Natalie Portman in interviews couldn't. I think she might be the actress or actor outside of Jake Gyllenhaal, if you had to look at an actor or an actress and go, yeah, they're going to be really awkward in interviews. I think Jake Gyllenhaal and Natalie Portman uh, go against that narrative. I think they're both unbelievably hilarious at all times. I think Jake Gyllenhaal, just because of the stuff he's done before. um, Yeah, I know he's famous now for the life uh, the life movie as in the movie called life um, press or what do you call it? Press junket with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal. But before that, he was always seen as being a very serious and a very boring guy. I think Natalie Portman gets stuck with that as well. Cause I think she's hilarious.
0: Yeah, and for uh, sure. Uh, for sure. The, the funniest thing I've, I've seen in the last, like t- I'm going to say 10 years is, um, during the video for the second Natalie Portman rap where the the person who's asking her the questions in the rap song is about to start talking about the prequels and she's just like, say something about the motherfucking prequels, bitch. Like, it's just unbelievable yeah. to me how funny that some, some... Not just how funny she is, but like, just how some some of these people have come forward and that they're just legit funny people that just like don't take themselves too yeah. seriously
1: it's just comedic timing but um but yeah i think for love and thunder i think it's gonna be brilliant um i have no ytt after Ragnarok I've got no doubts he knows the characters I think there's going to be a brilliant handoff if Natalie Portman is going to go on to be four between Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman I think that'll probably be done in For Love and Thunder but and I think that's that's given that the given where we're sat here in July 2019 Guardians of the Galaxy 3 probably isn't going to be till 2022
0: yeah because um, um uh, uh, Suicide Squad 2 is uh, is filming first. Yeah, James Gunn's obviously busy with that. But um
1: let's take a look at the other one. And actually Hold on.
0: I Com- just just to just to quickly wrap up Natalie Portman, I want to just read something from geekyrant.com uh where they have a rundown of all the things that was said at San Diego Comic-Con. Um they they have a quick blurb about uh what The the director Taika Waititi said about Natalie Portman becoming Thor when uh, he says, and I quote, when we were shooting Ragnarok, I was reading one storyline by Jason Aaron, the mighty Thor. And for those to know that storyline, it's incredible and introduced love and thunder. And for the first time, female Thor, Uh, it feels pretty good. I've always had uh, Portman came out and said, it feels pretty good. I've always had a little hammer in me. So,
1: <laughs>
0: so it's just it's just phenomenal that, that this is coming out and that it's going to be as good as it sounds. I hope it's as good as it sounds. And I'm not one of those people who like to, you know, oh, this movie's been announced yeah, two years yeah, yeah. out. Now I'm going to like fantasy book the movie in my head. No, I'm nah. I've learned to, I've been taught to trust the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for those who don't, too bad because it's coming out and it's going to be great let's um i was going to bring up this conversation point later
1: on after we talk for anything but i think let's bring it up now um before we talk through everything because this this is going to be a long podcast by the way guys um if you haven't realized that at this point grow up um do marvel jimmy and now and i'm going to give you this bluntly with no context do they announce too much huh um shit I actually just to give a bit to pull back the curtain i actually asked jimmy i warned jimmy of a few questions i was going to ask him before we started recording this was not one of them strictly because i was selfishly i wanted a proper answer and uh, an unprepared answer so i'll ask again do okay. marvel announce too much
0: okay so i'm of two minds about it um half of me wants to say yes because and i'll go into why i want to say yes first um because the fucking internet um i feel like and i just mentioned it that there are a lot of people out there i like to look at and i don't want to get too bogged down into this topic i don't know nathan's opinion on it and i don't care to know not no offense to you nathan of course but i i just i've had
1: this this question on you and i strictly
0: as i just said jimmy did not know i was going to ask him this (laughs) yeah i had been i had been uh prepped on a couple of questions but uh this wasn't one of them um as you can tell by like my meandering um so um star wars episode 8 the last jedi split Mm -hmm. a lot of people's opinions to me, and please forward me all of your fucking hate nerds. Uh, I want to hear it. At yeah. Mr. Riot on Twitter. The, the yeah, O is a that, zero. That's,
1: um, that's, uh, that's Ben underscore Ebert. Ben underscore Ebert. Yes. Focus. E E R T.
0: Focus all of your hate towards me at him. I've never met 100%. the man and I'm sorry if you get like, like yeah. death. Yeah. It is fine. You I
1: don't need to meet him. Send him gifts.
0: I think that <laughs> Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie since Episode Five because it finally did what none of the other movies did, as it tried to expand the universe on screen. But the reason that movie got such a poor reaction, in my opinion, is that they announced it two years out, and everybody and their grandmother decided to fucking like lay the movie out in their head. They wanted certain things. They wanted to know who Ray's parents were. They And believe me, I've heard it 150 million times. I don't fucking care what your opinion is. I'm over it. I enjoyed the movie. If you, can, if you aren't in a place where you can either enjoy something or not enjoy something and just leave your opinion to yourself, then you're a child and I don't really give too much of a fuck about what your opinion is in the first place because I've been yelled at several hundred times about the validity of my opinion. I just remember sitting in the theater for Last Jedi and sitting hunched over, staring at the screen with my hands in my face, just my, my face in my hands, just like enthralled with this universe that Ryan Johnson had presented to us. And it wasn't anything I thought was going to happen. And that made me like it more. So when you're at home and you see Phase four come out and it's got, I don't know one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things, just in the picture that I'm looking at on geekyrant.com, there are 10 things that are in front of me. I am not fantasy booking any of those fucking movies or TV shows because I'm of the opinion that you can't do that because you're going to just be let down because at the end of the day, We're, as people, sort of, like, inclined to, like, buy our own bullshit. So if they were to say that The Eternals is coming out, but it's not coming out until 2022, and we're going to tell you exactly who's in it, and we're going to tell you exactly what it's covering, and this, that, and the other thing. And then everybody and their grandmother went out and bought, like, some Eternals comics. You would have a frame of reference. Your frame of reference is different because of the person that you are. We are all snowflakes. And not in the PC, we're all fucking snowflakes because everything fucking bothers us now kind of way. We Jimmy, are snowflakes. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Right. Yes.
1: Like, the Eternals is... I don't mean to cut you off, and I'm going to leave this entire bit in the podcast. The Eternals is coming out literally next year. Like... um there's a film coming out in summer 2021 called what if Mm -hmm. can i ask you what the fuck are you on about it's the (laughs) it's a tv series no 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 no. what the fuck are you on about i'm just saying (laughs) i'm just saying that like jimmy jimmy like like orange
0: squash concentrate this argument okay thank you um (laughs) i do i do have a tendency to be very bill clinton um what i'm saying is, is don't about man don't fucking fantasy book just wait for things no,
1: no, 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 hang on. i asked you are marvel announcing too much in advance my my answer is no okay because you think people have too heavy an expectation. To be honest, um to bring this back round and a lot of that was comedy. Um I think there is a point to what Jimmy was saying and where he was going and I think you were you were you were going on a marathon there. But a lot of it we
0: <laughs> spent we spent 45 minutes talking about ratings so now I'm in a, like a very like sermon on I the topic. I of think this,
1: thing. I think the trouble with Phase 4 is Disney plus adds a lot of speed bumps. And um let's begin on that. And I'm gonna bring the I'm gonna bring it right to the start, which is May first, twenty twenty. Uh which is Black Widow. Uh Black is obviously gonna be Scarlett Johansson's joint film for the Black Widow character. We've seen the Black Widow character since the first Avengers film uh back in twenty twelve. And uh she's been fantastic. I don't think anyone can disagree. She's been amazing. In every film that she's been in, this film is going to be set between Civil War and Infinity War. Um, Now, that pulls back to a lot of memories and a lot of maybe I don't quite remember what it is, but Civil War and Infinity War. I don't remember being a long time between those films talking about film lore. I'm not talking about actual years in real life, I'm talking about films um jimmy a do you think this is a good idea do you think we need it as a film because they do have the option to put this on disney plus and they obviously have the money to put this on disney plus do you think this needs to be a cinematic release and do you think it's an important story to tell people
0: yes um because i feel like they are by Announcing that it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Uh, just a quick Google of how long is it between Civil War and Infinity War. Infinity War is set approximately two years after the events of Civil War. As the Russo said, everything is based on when the last movie came out. Yeah. Um. So there is plenty of time for the uh, Black Widow character to have gone and done other things. Um. But I feel like this is like an intentional swerve where they want you to believe that this is when that movie is set. But I feel like, especially with the Dr. Strange movie entirely dealing with the multiverse that we're yeah. going to get some sort of tag where, because she sacrificed, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, spoilers again. She in end game sacrifices herself for the good of the team and the good of the galaxy. Essentially. Um, I feel like she is in that like place where uh thanos and young gamora had a conversation at the end of infinity war um i feel like she is in that place where what did it cost you
1: everything yeah Yeah. i mean i think i think the reason they've announced this for a film and for excuse me and for not for disney plus is an intentional swerve and that means it's going to add more to the law than they're giving out. Because just saying, bear in mind, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I don't know if we're going to spend much time on. Uh, that's a Disney Plus series. Those are two huge actors. That's Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. They's those aren't cheap guys to book. And again, uh, Scarlet Go Jet. Hansen is saying oh no this is gonna be a full cinematic release i feel like more laws and more things are going to happen in that film then they're giving off i want to think that and there's a reason i want to think that which i will get to later um but really my next thing on the marvel stuff before because we're going to kind of i think from this point we're going to rush through the marvel stuff yeah absolutely. there's a lot of more stuff that i want to talk about that aren't isn't necessarily marvel and there's one marvel thing that i really want to talk about but i'm not going to talk about him because he's beautiful and um he's a vampire but i'm not going to talk about
0: him yet um shang... and he walks in the day he walks in the day
1: shut up jimmy you're making it too obvious um...
0: oh oh i'm making it too obvious <laughs>
1: <laughs> shang chi and the legend of the ten rings we are getting a real Mandarin the eternals is also happening just before that there's a ton of people in that it looks amazing i don't know if we can really add anything to that other than until we see it I don't
0: really uh, like anything like Eternals to be honest yeah with you.
1: so that's what i figured and i kind of guessed that so uh shan chi and the legend of the ten rings sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong we're getting a real mandarin um it kind of to me brings light to the fact that iron man 3 was a ginormous enormous troll to the fans and they brought ben kingsley in to be that troll um but i am happy for the fact that we're getting a real mandarin and that it's not going to be a series this is apparently going to be a cinematic release you got any feelings on that uh
0: i mean i just i i'm like i said i trust the marvel cinematic universe so Okay. It is what it is. Like I'm I'm looking forward to it because uh Shang-Chi is another uh another character I'm not very familiar with and I would love to see the Marvel version, the cinematic universe version of this story. Like why yeah, not? I,
1: yeah, I mean in the comics the Mandarin was always kind of an Iron Man villain, which is why they put into Iron Man three, but they obviously bought it in with Ben Kingsley as a troll for the real for the real villain of the film. Um Kind of disappointed in the way they handle that character. But hopefully Shang-Chi is going to be away. And sorry if we're pronouncing that wrong. Um, but that's just how it's spelt for us. And um, hopefully they're going to handle that properly. Now, we've already talked about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And how it's going to be the proper Marvel Cinematic uh, Horror Film. I'm going to bring it up here, which is my point. There was a press release and it was highlighted by IGN, which is obviously one of the biggest gaming networks, moving networks across the world and across YouTube and everything. The Vision, which is obviously uh, Vision, not obviously if you don't know, but Vision and Scarlet Witch. It's going to be Paul Bettany and um, one of the Olsons whose names just disappeared from my head. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Uh, Paul Bettany's division is not going to be in Doctor Strange apparently at this point. We don't know, but Scarlet Witch is going to be. But the series and the films are going to be linked. And this is where my issue appears. Because I saw this and I went, so shit. If I pay a full cinema ticket to go see Doctor Strange in in the Multiverse of Madness, there are going to be part of the film's. Part of the film, sorry, that I do not understand or I do not get reference to unless I also pay the 9 dollars 99 which is the reported and confirmed price of Disney+. And I have also watched WandaVision or WandaVision, however it's pronounced. I take issue with this. And me and Jimmy haven't haven't had a proper conversation about this beforehand. Um, Do you also take issue with this or am i off base
0: um okay uh so no i don't have a problem with it uh just because um as a person who doesn't have the money to go out and see all the movies that i want to see or pay for all the streaming services that uh are out there I do still find a way to watch the things I want to watch. And, um, regardless if I pay the nine 99 for Disney plus, or I use another person's, uh, login, or I go and download torrents or I fucking just like read scripts for leaked scripts from the show or whatever. It's not going to matter to me. And I don't think it's going to matter to a lot of different people that, um, Like, like, it's not going to matter because if you want to, if these things are going to be connected, which it seems that they are, especially because Elizabeth Olsen is confirmed for the movie, that if they're confirmed and they're going to be in there, then you're going to seek it out. You're going to watch it. Um, Elizabeth Olsen said it's going to get weird. We're going to get deep. We're finally going to understand Wanda Maximoff as the Scarlet Witch. So this will be very like a character piece. I'm I'm thinking it's also going to be set back in like the 50s or something. So I'm thinking I'm getting a very uh Legion vibe from uh Wandavision. Just that it's going to be weird.
1: Yeah, and I mean like I'm talking about this. I'm talking. I've taken a stance of being very cynical about this. And sorry if you can hear the uh, dog in the background. My neighbor's dogs just decided to go absolutely insane um this is 2021 when these things are coming out but the press release was that the show and the film were going to be linked uh, which immediately obviously the internet brought attention to the fact oh crap am i going to have to pay the reported price of 9.99 for disney plus to understand fully why well, i'm then paying a full cinema ticket to see doctor strange in the multiverse of madness because those were the two things that were reportedly linked at comic-con and saying hey watch wonder watch doctor strange in the multiverse of madness you understand them all and that's where people went hey i pay full price to watch cinema tickets i want the full experience which i completely get um i don't think we're going to know more for a while so i don't want to judge it too heavily and say uh, oh don't watch this because it's uh don't insult anything and don't like presume that everything's going to be crap because of disney plus it's just kind of another subscription service um have you got anything to add jimmy or can we move on
0: um i have one quick thing to add um Go for it. Go for it. that like honestly Um, because they know people are going to show up for the movies. Um, so regardless of whether or not there are going to be people who seek it out, if they just put on like a, and I know this is going to sound, uh, I guess sort of like too simplistic. Um, but they could just add a, you know, previously in the Marvel universe, sort of like recap of WandaVision for those people that aren't going to spend the time, the, I don't know, eight hours or 10 hours, or I don't know how long the show is going to run, whether it's going to be half an hour, an hour, regardless. So they could just add like a little like recap and then start instead of like a cold open for Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You put a recap and then the Marvel fly in and then the movie starts. I mean, that's that's just something they could do. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is obviously we don't know at this point because Disney
1: Plus isn't here. But if one division is eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve episodes, and then they're saying, "Hey, go see Doctor Strange," that's a hell of a lot of time. Even if the episodes are just like half an hour, that's a hell of a lot. That's that's what nine episodes, four and a half hours. So that's uh, a lot of people during their lives. Like a lot of people don't have four and a half hours to give up to watch. One division, and then go, so they can fully understand a film they're about to go see full price to see. Um, but, to make this is two years ahead of us, or a year and year and a bit, if Fol- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming in a uh, fall of 2020. So, what's that like? Six months? Eight months away?
0: Yeah, something right like now, that,
1: yeah. From right now, so we'll know more when Disney Plus actually appears. And
0: Disney Plus appears comes out someday. the first week of November. So, okay. We have November, and then the beginning of the year to look forward to. Yeah, Winter well, Soldier. Well, I think maybe uh, holiday time or
1: Christmas time. Uh, me and Jimmy will sit down and decide what we know from Disney Plus a few months in. But the other things they got, what if, which is they're bringing the Watcher into the MCU. For any comic book fans, that is a goddamn powerful character to bring in he's a guy that just he knows everything he watches everything and they're reportedly bringing in 25 mcu actors to portray characters about what if so that's a disney plus series coming in summer of 2021 loki obviously we saw him disappear in endgame with the tesseract he's apparently coming in spring 2021 up to all sorts hawkeye is coming in fall 2021, and they're bringing in all the sorts of people. And for Love and Thunder, November fifth, an actual date for our diaries. Love and Thunder coming November 2021, so we're two years down the line at that point. Um, I don't have. If have you got anything to add regarding Marvel? No, I think we've
0: beaten this to death. To be honest with you
1: we've destroyed this apart from one man and he's the best human being in the fucking planet destroy phase four i don't give a fuck because blade i can say his name blade is coming blade Certainly, yes Pete, yeah i
0: mean me. and especially the fact that it's maharshal a uh, uh, maharshal ali like Blade. he's he's fucking fantastic. If you've seen True Detective oh. season three, uh, uh, Luke Cage yes. season one, like yeah. he is just
1: he was unbelievable. Cage. He was one in Moonlight. He was Remy. If you watch House of Cards, Um if you haven't watched House of Cards, give it. It kind of depends if you can happily watch a Kevin Spacey thing. But Blade. Fuck. I love Blade. I love Blade. Blade is back. Blade is coming to the MCU. I don't want a Disney Plus series, Jimmy. I want a f- fucking film. I want to see no, kill people. I want to see to make puns. I want to tell someone, that they that motherfucker, can't I skate uphill? I want to kill some motherfuckers. I want some Ash effects. I want, it. I want Chris Christopherson back to play Whistler. I'm annoyed we didn't get Wesley Snipes but we're not getting Wesley Snipes. So I want Wesley Snipes to play Whistler or I want Chris Christopherson to play Whistler. I don't know. Apparently they want Keanu Reeves to play some characters, maybe not in Blade, but they want him to play a character in the MCU. Why can't he play Whistler? Bring him in. I love Blade. I want four confirmed films for Blade. I want Triple H to be back in one of them. I want Ryan Reynolds to be back in one of them. I want everyone to be back. Apart from Wednesday nights, because I'm kind of happy with Ali playing him. Blade. I love Blade. More Blade. Why is Blade not in the Phase Four poster? Why is Four Love and Thunder? Why is Natalie Portman getting a fucking hammer instead of November fifth, twenty twenty one? We're getting Blade.
0: Well, okay, so we're gonna get. Um, I mean, it's 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 confirmed that um, Black like Black Panther two is going to happen and all these other movies, but we're, we, it, what also didn't get announced is like a third mar a third, uh, Spider-Man movie. Um, (laughs) and after the way that that last Spider-Man movie ended, like I'm with you, I'm with you. The blade movie is going to be fun. It's going to be great.
1: Blade. I don't give it. I, I like Tom Holland. He seems like a great guy. Fantastic guy. He wears really weird glasses a lot of the time. But I fucking Blade. I don't give a shit. I don't want a Disney Plus series. I don't want Disney
0: Plus, if I'm being honest. No, it's going to be a film. It's probably going to be a film. Blade. Can um, we get to Blade?
1: I love Blade. I love Blade 1. I, I would agree that Blade 2 is the best Blade. And I will agree that Blade Trinity is not a very good blade. But I want more Blade. And there's no Blade on this poster. I love Blade. Vampires in the MCU. I know they're apparently being, bringing in the vampire character from the Spider-Man, whose name has just disappeared from my head.
0: Morbius. Morbius.
1: Um, and Jared Leto is apparently going to be there. I hate Jared Leto. If you guys are regular listeners to the Naked Men podcast, I make no secret of that. I think he, he's, he's real good. At, and I'm not make, making accusations at this point. None of this is accusations. He's really good at playing a crack addict. I don't know why he's really good at playing a crack addict. But he's really good at playing a crack addict. And it's really suspicious. But I'm not confirming anything. But I'd rather he fucked off so he could have played. And... Um,
0: I really like playing Jimmy. I can tell. Um, but I think Jared Leto is good at playing a crack because he is a method actor. And sometimes that doesn't like land well with people. Um, did, you, did you guys hear that? He's a meth apostrophe
1: odd actor.
0: That is not what I said. That is not what I said. Apostrophe.
1: Remember the apostrophe.
0: Uh No, he's a method actor, just like how, um, uh, the fuck, uh, he played Obi-Wan, um, Ewan McGregor is is a method actor, uh, during that movie Mm -hmm. that he did with Jim Carrey, uh, I love you, Philip Morris.
1: Yeah, that was weird. I saw that in the cinema.
0: Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey had a story about how they went out to a gay bar, uh, to like do research for, for their characters and whatnot. And uh, Ewan McGregor left at one point and came back about an hour later with a pierced ear. And Jim Carrey and the actors that were around him were like, oh, my God, he's so method. Um, And that's that's just when you get guys like Jared Leto, Ewan McGregor, uh, fucking all these really talented. Yeah guys Daniel that really Day, wanted Daniel
1: Day-Lewis.
0: Daniel Day-Lewis. Day- I was just thinking about his performance in There Will Be Blood earlier today yeah. and He's holy fuck, actor. dude. It is so good. Um Matt just remember Meth apostrophe odd. Meth odd actor. Um well, I mean this is Meth odd podcasting so like I mean if you know it's going to be if it's going to be anything then it's going to be well, you know, we have a right to speak about it at, at that point. But uh, do you think we've uh, beaten this down into the ground far enough? Blade. All right, I'm going to take that as a yes. Um, also coming out of San Diego Comic-Con was a fucking mountain of fucking trailers. Uh, we got a trailer for Westworld Season 3. I am on. Believably hype for Westworld season three. Have you been caught up on the Westworld verse at all? I am. It's
1: nuts. Um, it's I love. I Westworld is such a weird trip. Um, and I mean trip in the literal sense of trip. Um, you don't need to be a meth apostrophe odd actor to watch Westworld. <laughs> it's just nuts. Um, I really like Westworld. I think it's a ton of fun um i for me westworld isn't something i take too seriously i know there's a hell of a lot of people that take westworld absolutely to heart but for me i just find it a ton of fun
0: uh i thought the trailer i I thought it was a great trailer um i'm excited to see aaron paul because i love aaron paul from breaking bad and just like i mean this westworld cast has been unbelievable so far the stuff that um i believe his name is um jonathan nolan uh, the stuff Jonathan Nolan has been writing for these guys and the the world that they've created, the the trailer for season three. If you have not seen it, this trailer is gorgeous. Watch it in the best quality that you can because it is gorgeous. There are shots from this trailer that make season three already amazing to me. Like they go to Nazi world. Yeah. We, like yeah, Nazi world people.
1: What yeah, the, fuck? the Yeah, the trailer just looks a ton of fun for the season that's that's uh, coming up. Um, Aaron Paul's a great addition. I think he brings anything to uh, everything that he's doing. Uh, he's a fantastic actor, as you say, from Breaking Bad. And I think uh, Westworld... Westworld's a ton of fun. Right? I don't... As I already said, I don't take Westworld too seriously, but I thought the reveal they did at the Comic-Con was enough to tide people over because I know people uh we've not spoken but there's a lot of pressure at comic cons to deliver when you say you are going to hey we're going to be at comic con and i think uh, i don't know how much time we're going to give to it but i think dc movies and i don't think they deserve any time for us to really discuss them they didn't turn up as in dc movies the tv shows already talked about but they didn't the movies didn't turn up even though they have movies to show off they have joker and they have wonder woman 1984 but they didn't fucking bother to even deliver anything but uh, i think westworld i think it's a ton of fun and i can't wait for the next season i'm, I'm hooked on westworld
0: well absolutely i, I don't think dc really d- deserved like that the films at least deserve uh a lot of our time so uh what we're gonna do here is we're gonna give you guys a second to uh breathe while we take a breath and we're gonna let you listen to i don't know something we'll talk about it you know All that stuff's been rumored. You've heard about rumors. But I want to leave you today with one more thing that I don't think has been rumored about. Ladies and gentlemen, two-time Academy Award winner, Mahershala Ali. It looks like you brought your own hat, Mahershala. You did? What
1: is that? Thank you! Thank you! I love Blade. (laughs) Blade is the most... When I saw they announced Blade, I was so
0: fucking excited. (laughs) And as you you should be, and as you should be, now that we're back from our little commercial break there in the center... Uh, We dumped a lot of information on you, but we're going to keep going here for just a little bit. And um, next up, uh, I want to talk about that phenomenal Watchmen trailer. Holy shit. Um, Before I get into my thoughts, Nathan, have you seen this trailer? Are you familiar with the Watchmen franchise?
1: I have, and I'm familiar with the Watchmen franchise. uh,
0: Franchise,
1: sorry. Um, Um, The film... We're going back a few years now to 2011? 2009. Sorry, that's a couple of years off. And, it, was, uh, uh, it, was the, it was the year after uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, so, sorry, I apologize there. I was a little bit off with my information. Uh, 2009, we're going back there. There was obviously re launching the franchise. I really like The Watchmen. I adore the graphic novel, I think it's fantastic. I've never been thrilled with the way they've adapted it, which brings me reservations to the TV series because I love the story as it is on paper. Um, So to be honest, um, not that I'm reserving my opinion on this podcast. I just love the Watchmen graphic novel. I love the way it's presented in the comics. And the film left me with a bad taste in my mouth if I'm being very, very honest. So I'm kind of going to reserve my opinions on the trailer and the series until I see it. Just because I'm such a fan of the way it was presented originally in print. Um, But it does look very good. The only thing that makes me think meh is the trailer for the film look really good. And I know a lot of people love the film. Film, but I was very disappointed is the wrong word um, because it was a very good film. Underwhelmed? Yes, that would be better because I, I I adore the graphic novel. I adore the comic books. I really like The Watchmen series is my favorite series and I was very underwhelmed is the correct word because it was still a fantastic film. It was still a fantastic performed film. There was nothing wrong with the way that they presented the film but it just was wrong. And I, so I'm kind of reserving. I'm going to chuck it over to you, Jimmy there.
0: I am, uh, over the moon for this Watchmen series. I'm one of the people who loved the Watchmen film because, um, I actually like the ending of the movie better than I like the ending of the graphic novel because the fucking squid came out of fucking nowhere. The fucking squid makes like very little sense in the comic book. Um, but also, it helps that this this show is being showrun by Damon fucking Lindelof of yeah. Lost and the Leftovers. And as I showed Nathan earlier uh, in our text messages, I have a tattoo from yeah. the Lost series on my forearm, and I will I still to this day live, breathe, sleep, eat, fucking everything that I can about lost. I mention lost all the time. I talk about lost constantly. um and Damon Lindelof is somebody that has my unending and undying like just like affection for. I just I just love the stuff that he's put out and it it, it I am like the the cast for this looks insane., uh, the fact that it's taking place post, Uh, the events of the comic book and the movie, and it's between then and today, and there's going to be flashbacks and there's going to be new characters. There's going to be old characters. Um, there's that little clip at the very end of the trailer where you, you think it might be Dr. Manhattan, but from some of the stuff that I've read is that Ozymandias is trying to like redo what created the Dr. Manhattan. So he's trying to create a new one. So like, there's so much mystery behind this, which is something that Damon Lindelof is very like famous for doing, especially with like the leftovers and lost. And regardless of what you feel about lost or the leftovers, he's able to craft a world. And, I think that that's his job on this show, is to craft a world. And we have a world here that is not going to be included in any of the other DC shows. This is all by itself. And I'm fucking excited. I think that this could be the next, like, flagpole-like show for HBO. And I'm excited. I just can't wait to see the first episode the first season I want a million episodes of the show and I can't fucking wait
1: yeah uh 100% yeah 100% agree I don't want to sound like I'm really down on it I was just uh, I don't mind the ending to the way the comics and the graphic novel ended I don't mind that I thought it was great and the film underwhelmed me but I still I don't want to sound like I'm being a big downer on the series it looks amazing the trailer looks fantastic it's got a budget behind it which is completely and utterly necessary they've either got to embrace the end of the film or they've got to ignore it and i think judging from the trailer as jimmy's already said they've made their choice which is to
0: embrace it and move on with it
1: uh, which they've always got a way to go back to dr manhattan of course because he's infinitely powerful
0: they he's... show him in the trailer
1: they yeah, exactly. show him
0: on mars in the trailer so he's living on mars at the time so it is like it is not totally impossible that we wouldn't yeah. get that uh, I can't think of the the actor's name, but it would oh, it's, it's not totally impossible that we wouldn't yeah. get him back for uh, a couple scenes. Um so yeah, yeah i'm exactly. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Another thing I'm excited for is the new Harley uh, Harley Quinn trailer dropped at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. and it instantly reminded us that this show is not for kids from uh, a Twitter, uh, a Twitter account that I can't exactly remember at the moment. We've been, we've been talking on Skype a lot longer than you've been hearing this podcast. (laughs) So forgive me that I can't remember at the moment, but uh, apparently there is a fuck per minute in the new, uh, Harley Quinn animated series, which is of course, Harley Quinn is voiced by Kaylee Cuoco from the ever popular, uh, big bang theory big series bang theory.
1: yeah
0: um also ever popular as one of the hottest women in the world in my opinion um but are you i'm gonna sort of go quick fire through some of these things so um what are your thoughts on the fact that uh harley quinn uh is going to get a animated series where she's trying to get the attention of the legion of doom to be like a full-fledged villain on her own
1: yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, I think it's great. Harley Quinn's a character that doesn't really... In traditional, in TV and in film, she doesn't get a lot of... Uh, she doesn't get a lot of time. I think we can both both agree on that. She got none in the Dark Knight series, and um, she uh, doesn't seem to be... She got a little bit, and obviously, in Suicide Squad and everything like that, but... Um, she doesn't seem to be getting all of like she doesn't seem to be getting uh, a film or anything from there. In the animated series, she's got a lot more time. She's a character with a hell of a lot of depth. And uh, no, I think it's so. fine. I think DC, for all of their faults in the in the live action films, in the animated film series, they get a, they get a hell of a lot of things right. Instead of wrong, I think Batman Superman Public Enemies was obviously a fantastic film. And I think they'll do right by Harley Quinn and with Katie Cuoco or however you say her name. Cuoco. Uh, Cuoco, sorry. Um, doing the voice. They're going to get something fantastic out of it. So, uh, no, I think it's going to be good. I think there's every reason to be excited.
0: The 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 Also, uh, Harley Quinn won't be like just totally on the DC Universe uh, app. Uh, for her animated show, obviously we have Birds of Prey that's been filming. Ewan McGregor is playing um, a villain in that movie. I can't remember who it is at, at this point. But um, um, she's. I think uh, Kaylee Cuoco is going to be a really interesting addition to the animated universe. Hopefully she um, if she does well, I hope she carries on and we see her more. But another thing DC has done well is uh, some of their live action shows. Uh, Doom Patrol Season 2. Uh, has gotten uh, the okay from uh, DC Universe, but also HBO Max, which is the streaming service through the Warner Brothers thing. I think that's a really smart uh, thing to do where HBO is already a confirmed platform. So you're going to get uh, a new streaming service where if you already have HBO, you're going to get HBO Max where you're going to have also a lot of the Warner Brothers uh, side of it and Doom Patrol season 2 is going to premiere on there. Season 1 of Doom Patrol was un-fucking-believable and I can't wait for season 2. It's gonna just be amazing. Uh, did you get a chance to watch any of Doom Patrol, Nathan? I
1: I didn't. I don't know where it's on over here in the UK. Uh, just bringing it back to Birds of Prey, Ewan gonna be playing Black Mask. Um, yes, that that that's film. a Black Margo Mask yeah. Robbie's gonna be back as Harley Quinn. But unfortunately, I don't know if someone may well message me and say where that's going to be available in the UK, but I don't 100%. I can't say if that was available in the Um,
0: UK. Feel free to edit this part out, but uh, just download it, dude. Just download
1: it. It's it's super
0: readily available on the internet. I
1: I could have done, but I chose not to. But
0: Doom Doom Patrol, (laughs) getting 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 back to the uh, you know maybe not edited part out of this podcast. Um, Doom Patrol was fantastic. I mean, you had fucking. uh, you just had so many talented people working on the show. Diane Guerrero, who plays uh crazy Jane, who has like 61 different personalities. Like all of her personalities are vastly different. And the way that she acts on this show is fantastic. Um, you have, um, the dude from the mummy, um, Brendan Frazier Brendan Fraser plays one of the main characters on this show and he's fantastic. I mean, uh, he drops an F bomb per minute. So that's fantastic. You get Cyborg on the show. And, um, uh, why can't I fucking remember anybody's name right now? Maybe I'm six beers in. So maybe that, that might be part of the problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, doom patrol season one was fantastic and season two is going to be coming out on DC universe and HBO max. Also you got young justice coming back for season four. Young justice is great. Uh, DC animated and TV has really been doing some great things. So, you know all good on that western front so to yeah, speak yeah i mean
1: the, like as i said dc on the animated front and on the dc universe front which i don't know if we even get in the uk i can't pretend to be completely aware of that i'm sure maybe we do but it's not very well advertised if we do but on the animated front you can't fault dc i think on the animated front they do amazing things um everything like that but i think on the movies front uh dc at especially at this Comic-Con, which is what we're mainly talking about, they were pissful. I thought they weren't present. They had films that they could have. Like, why, just as a question for you, in the completely question way I'm asking you to kind of make stuff out of thin air, they had nothing for Joker. The Joker film with Jack and Felix. Where were they? Where did you... Where do you think they were with that film? Because there's a lot of upside to that
0: film that they could have presented. Maybe where do you think they were? I think they were where they should have been in the edit bay. I think that they gave. Did they did give us a trailer? They gave us like a a few teasers, like a, of the like the the character getting built with Joaquin Phoenix, like getting into that role and whatnot. But then um, we got a taste of it. Um, I'm one of those people who will watch like the first trailer and be okay with not getting a single fucking thing uh until the movie comes out because this movie looks like it's going to be fucking fantastic and I'm fine with what they gave us already. We didn't need a comic con trailer. We didn't need a sizzle reel for Joker because this is it's it's an else it's an else world story. It's a story that doesn't need it doesn't really need all the press because this movie is a character piece. Um, and I'm intrigued to see what this movie really becomes. And if they give too much away, maybe we won't be as excited. I'm personally super excited for this movie because Joker birds of prey, wonder woman 84, like we've seen what they want us to see. And they're they're They have to figure out their own path. Uh, away from the way Marvel was doing things because Marvel's already got that fan base. Marvel had that fan base. DC needs to sort of rebuild. And uh, when we live in a a universe where, like, DC isn't at the tops, regardless of how people feel about Superman and Batman, um, we need to figure out where DC lands in this whole cinematic experience, uh, because their TV has been significantly better. Their animated films are hit and miss, uh, more missed than hit to be honest. But, um, DC, DC gets more right than it does wrong when it comes to everything, but their movies. So, um, I think that they were in the right place by not showing up at San Diego comic-con and maybe next year or the year after they show back up and they have a really great showing
1: yeah i think it's complicated for them i can i can kind of side with you on that fact where where were they but i mean let's move on with things that were there and let's talk about uh star trek Uh, absolutely yeah let's talk about picard in particular it's an amazon prime series uh amazon prime video which i think is the full title for you jimmy
0: what is it over there Uh, It goes through uh, in the United States, it goes through CBS All Access, um, uh, but you can also get it through Amazon Prime and CBS All Access here in the States. Fantastic. Uh,
1: Patrick Stewart is back as uh, Picard. There's a plethora of original characters back from the new generation over there. Um, You've got Brent Spinner is back as Data. Um, You've got from Deep Space Nine, you've got Jerry Ryan back as uh, Seven of Nine.
0: It's Um, been promised that we get Jonathan Frakes back as number one. Like, I mean, if you're a fan of the Star Trek universe, this is it. This is
1: completely it. You also get, um, apparently we've been told we're going to get Riker and uh, Troy back. Um, I can't promise to remember what series they're back from, but they're going to be back but the story is going to be that um, Patrick Stewart or John Luke Picard has been um, on this planet. He's been living, in his own words, a boring life as kind of a farmer. He's got a dog, um, I can't remember what a dog's called, I think he's called One of One or something like that. Or similar to that sort of title. And this girl will approach him and tell him they need him. He will go to an admiral and he will end up back on a ship with a rogue group and a team, um, including Data and everyone like that, that seems to be what the trailer suggests. And it are back out there in space, um, living about
0: adventures. Um, this, um, this is from what I understand from uh, just a couple of friends of mine who are like bigger Star Trek fans than I am. This is the first time that we're really getting a glimpse into a continuation from that. Uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation and Nemesis storyline, that the prime timeline, so to speak, um, where you're gonna see Patrick Stewart just fucking killing it. Um, there's a clip online if you haven't seen it. Um, I don't know if we can edit it in or whatever, uh, or if you can just look it up on YouTube, where uh, Patrick Stewart breaks down, where he's yeah. he says that, you know, there there like there was such emotion built into the creation of that universe and there was a line that um jonathan Frakes' character says to patrick stewart where in the last episode he says it's been an honor and patrick stewart is supposed to say the honor has been all mine but it took them hours and hours to get that shot and it was nearly impossible i'm quoting that directly from picard himself um mr patrick uh, sir patrick stewart sorry um that it was nearly impossible to get that on screen because over those seven years, they built a family and that was the last time they were going to be together. And now they get to come back and really it gets to get shown justice. Uh, because like, I don't know if you've seen any of discovery, but like the CG on that show is fucking unbelievable. It's like film level quality. Also, it still stands up
1: today because i'm uh, sorry to cut you off but they still show they show star trek um and i know this from seeing it because my dad um was a big star trek fan and uh
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and he used to watch a lot of star trek when he was in the house and it would get shown on um, all sorts of channels over here in the uk all sorts of, we're talking obscure channels and i um I can't pretend to remember the name of them, but they would show all sorts of Star Trek and sci fi. And, uh, um, fuck, I can't remember any of the shows he used to watch. Um, in fact, they're all gone, I'm sorry, but he used to watch a lot of star- sci fi. And yeah, Star Trek would always look good. And um, I would never, I was never a huge fan, I've got to pretend, but watching this trailer as a as a Patrick Stewart fan more than a star trek fan like that's why i watched his trailer and man it looks good and um, absolutely I remember, I remember seeing data as a kid when my dad would be really into star trek and again i wasn't a big star trek guy but man that that effects looks good and bring about brent spinner to play that who's a who brent spinner is a f- fabulous and fabulous actor um he's a f- he's a fabulous worker. In the industry and bring back Jerry Ryan as well as Seven of Nine. Those are smart choices. And um, they're just fabulous people. Uh, They bring back the Borg as well. They bring back Hugh Borg, the character there. uh, Great choices. Great story. The story looks incredible. It looks very similar to Logan. And the story they tried to tell in that film. Yeah, we're going to get Old
0: Man Picard here. That's yeah, what which, we're getting this which,
1: which, which obviously had Patrick Stewart in as well, but I think they're telling the same story through film as they did through TV, sorry, as they did through film. Sorry, go.
0: And if, and if I may just say one final thing right before we move on to this glorious segue I've set up um, <laughs> Patrick Stewart should have won an Academy Award for his performance in Logan. That's just bar none. He was 100%. fucking fantastic in that. Let's move on. I'm just going to read uh, the um, excuse me, the um, the headline to this, and then I'm going to give you the floor here, Nathan. Okay? Yes. The His Dark Materials San, Di- San Diego Comic-Con trailer is grand as it is gorgeous. Go.
1: Yeah, this is a fabulous film, uh, fabulous TV series, sorry, between the BBC and HBO. It's His Darkest Materials. It's filled. Philip Pullman's book and they are continuing the series that they've done through film. It looks incredible. They've done some great things. They've got some great actors and actresses on board to do this series. And it just looks fantastic continuing the work they've done through film, through the Golden Compass and everything like that. And uh, yeah, just a great piece of work. Um, I don't know how it's going to be distributed. It's HBO and BBC working together, but there's no in the uk to give the two sides of it there's no inkling if this is going to be on in on bbc tv or if it's going to be subscription through some way and the same thing there's no, nothing that tells me it's going to go going to be through hbo i presume hbo will get it because it's a cable channel whereas bbc is a public channel or however that's supposed to be worded but we got some great stuff, uh, great trailer, great effects. It's continuing the Philip Pullman's work uh, for his darkest materials. Um, there wasn't much information given, other than that there was a lot of talk at San Diego Comic Con. But the trouble that I have with this is, although the trailers and the um, everything looked fantastic, there was no information on the distribution. And that's the troubling part that I have through this because obviously it's a HBO and BBC work. But I can't tell you if you're in America, how you'd be able to see it. And I can't tell you if the UK, how you'd be able to see it. So unfortunately, Jimmy, I've got no more information than you.
0: Um, uh, So according to the the article that I'm reading over on gizmodo.com, The series has already been picked up for a minimum of two seasons with, uh, Wilson set to join the cast later on as will Perry to join, to join, uh, James McAvoy from the, uh, X-Men, uh, the X-Men series, Ruth Wilson from, uh, Luther, uh, Daphne Keene from Logan and Lin-Manuel Miranda from Mary Poppins returns. And of course, Hamilton, um, it is set to go for at least two seasons, Um, And it will air on the BBC. Yeah. Uh, uh, His Dark Materials... I'm sorry. His Dark Materials debuts on HBO and BBC in the fall of this year. That is what has been confirmed thus far.
1: Yeah, the trouble with that is when you... um, There's nothing... It's difficult because there's nothing to back that up. There's nothing over here to say it's going to appear on bbc1 or bbc2 which are the easy accessible channels here in the uk we don't get any hbo channels over here obviously um bbc3 you're looking on the internet you have to be broadcasting that online bbc4 is available through free view but it's a very low view channel and it's generally for documentaries so i presume it's going to be on bbc1 or bbc2 but there's we're sat here in july uh nearing the end of the fall and i've got nothing about that so um it's a, it's a weird time we are on the 24th of july uh slap banging traditional we're on the borderline of summer going into fall or autumn and i've got nothing to tell you <laughs> as far as date.
0: right the Um, so, yeah, I mean, like we said, there's plenty, uh, coming out. I mean, we got the Witcher trailer that came out, um, over the weekend. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Is it Cavill or Cavill? Uh, it's Cavill. All right. So Henry Cavill able to be British once again, um, before he takes up the mantle of, uh, Sherlock Holmes again, he will be playing Geralt in The Witcher.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: He's taking up Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, they're doing a uh, like Sherlock Holmes's sister series of movies, and he's playing Sherlock. But they're,
1: do- they're doing a um, they're doing a Sherlock Holmes free with Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he's playing uh, a Sherlock in I can't remember her fucking name. Um, Sherlock Holmes has a little sister, um, well, so weird. it's like it's more it's more geared towards like young girls and stuff. But uh, Henry Cavill is going to be in that oh. uh, as Sherlock. Um, oh, so it'll be like it'll be like Nancy Drew, but for like little British girls um, then. Uh, but but before he does that, he's going to be out there like banging whores and fucking over witches in The Witcher. Mind you, I'm not a fan of The Witcher, so I don't know what the whole like thing is about it. I'm not too psyched about it. Uh, I didn't like Game of Thrones. Send me your hate mail over at... What was it? Uh, ben...
1: Underscore Ebert. Ben... E-B-E-R-T.
0: Under- yeah, send me all your hate mail over there, over on Twitter. Um, I hate... Uh, I don't hate it, but, like, it's not my thing. I didn't like Lord of the Rings. I didn't like fucking... Uh, like, Game of Thrones that much. Um, you know, but then The Witcher trailer came out, and I watched it. Um, It looks like... It's going to be a lot of talking and then a lot of quick flashes of monsters. Uh, any thoughts on that, Nathan?
1: Yeah, I uh, I really like The Witcher. I think Henry Cavill. I had reservations. Uh, and I did have reservations very much to my friends. I'd be like, what the fuck is he, this guy doing? He's killing his career. Uh, but I think he looks great as Geralt. Um, i did i really enjoyed the witcher 3 i know they're not following the game i know that for a fact that they're inventing their own story um but from the trailer i can't judge anything but say he looks great as the witcher he looks really good he looks better than i thought he was gonna look i thought i don't know what i thought i just thought it it wasn't gonna look good um they have said they're going to ignore the story of the games and invent their own story which i can respect um because too often people take existing ips decide they're going to take the existing ip story and do it themselves and you go take the ip evade your own story and take the witcher invent your own story which is apparently what they are going, that what they've done and what they're going to do so um to be honest with that being said as someone who's a fan of the story i can't say much more until i see it and see what they do with the character but the trailer looked good and yeah i am excited to see it and i will make a point of watching this and finding out what they have done with the character and with the law um but no i think it looks good that's yeah, and I, mean I think that saying. that's
0: a, I think that's a place where um, like a lot of this falls into is that we're in a place of a lot of speculation. It's a big speculation sort of weekend. Um, and speaking of uh, speculation, um, we are all, in, uh, as far as like anybody who is a fan of this show, uh, we are all really speculating about how the good place is going to end. Uh, Kristen Bell uh, recently, uh, they just released the newest season of Veronica Mars over here in the U.S. on Hulu. And uh, it was fantastic from what I saw. It was really great. Um, But the final season of The Good Place is airing and um, I'm just intrigued to see how they're going to pull in all the mythology that they've picked up over the last three seasons and put it into a final story that will end the show um, in its fourth season. Um, Are you a fan of The Good Place or do you have any opinions on where that show will go? The good place is where I hope I end up after I die.
1: I love the good place.
0: The I'm good more of place. a fan of the
1: medium place.
0: I'm more of no. a fan
1: of the medium place. No, I want to be in the good place. I want to be next to Christian Bale. Oh, you think Christian her. Bale's going
0: to end up in the good place? No. Oh, Christian. I'm sorry. That was a, that was a dumb thing for me to say. I uh, I love yeah, the
1: no. Good, no but I, I i the good place is everything the good place is it's not a guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty of watching it but the good place is how I chill in my life is I watched the good place I love it and um what's the what's the computer what's, what's the woman called the computer yeah. Janet I just wanted Janet but, yeah, I love The get Place. It's everything.
0: Um, kind of one. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that it's going to be, It's uh, however, I f- however it ends, I feel like it'll be, because it's a show that's been uh, constantly with its ear to the ground as far as its fan base that has been unbelievably supportive uh, throughout the years, and uh, I am one of those people. And I just absolutely cannot wait until we find out how it ends. Um, but a show that is not going to be ending anytime soon because of a huge pickup order uh, over the last couple of seasons is Rick and Morty, who are pre- preparing to return for their fourth season in November. They released a quick clip um, from the show featuring uh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok and Thor uh, Love and Thunder's Taika Waititi. Um, They released a quick clip online from San Diego Comic-Con this year, and uh, the big bit of news that comes out of this is uh, that Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon have both said that uh, we will no longer ever have to wait two years for the show uh, to come back and do another season because um, they have such a huge pickup order. They're already working on season five. Season four is done. Season four is done, and it's being animated, and it's being voiced voiced over and it's being completed as we work over to the next couple of months where they plan to release it in november and then season five should follow suit rather quickly in my opinion it's one of the funniest film funniest uh, tv shows on tv at the moment and we get to see more of it soon and for the next couple of seasons it won't be that long until we get new episodes so your thoughts on rick and morty
1: yeah, I, uh, I adore Rick and Morty. Sorry if you can hear any noise out the window. Um, it suddenly just decided to absolutely storm outside, and I've got a window open because uh, I like the fresh air. Um, I love Rick and Morty. Um, I was kind of, uh, I thought the gap between the seasons was a bit too long uh, originally, but then I realized how much creative must go into making those series um but yeah i can't wait for the new series i don't really have a lot to say other than um i can't wait to see what they do with the characters and what's gonna happen going forward because um it's one of the most creative shows out there if you've not seen it jump in and watch it definitely but
0: yeah i think there's a lot they can do and i'm really excited to see what they do going forward yeah definitely um And then, uh, with a big sort of game changing reveal was that, uh, Archer isn't going to be ending after season 10. It did get picked up for season 11. They're going to be having a, uh, a changeover in, uh, it's showrunners. Um, and the biggest news to come out of this was that Archer is going to be waking up from the coma. So, uh, if you've been following Archer at all, Archer is going to be waking up from the coma that he's been, been in over the last three or four seasons, And we're going to find out what the world is like once he's moved on. Um, I'm just excited for this. So uh, more Archer, the better. Um, Your thoughts? 100% I love Archer. I think it's amazing.
1: Um, I thought, obviously, when they announced it was kind of ending after the, uh, not the Archer Vice, but the Archer when he was in the coma, obviously, and he was floating in a swimming pool. They literally sent our release ending the show's ending, but apparently been picked up again to keep going. I don't know how what sh- channel it's on. I don't know, Jimmy, can you tell me what channel it's on in the US? Because it's just shown on Netflix over here. Uh it's on uh, FX. Okay. Well there it goes on FX over there. Over here it's just shown on Netflix. Um and nothing else is just shown a subscription. Um incredibly inventive and a show there definitely a life and in going into it after the um after the coma and everything um and yeah just think it's fantastic this show is continuing because i do genuinely i love it and i make a point of watching it um when it's when it's one of the available so yeah i think i'm really
0: happy that it's continuing and um uh, i guess um i guess this would be the just like a fun Way to end things as we wind down here. Um, Terminator Dark Fate has uh, during their panel announced that Edward Furlong would be back as John Connor in uh, the follow-up in the follow-up to uh, Terminator 2 Judgment uh, Day. Um, so Terminator kill Dark the Fate the series, Jimmy. I don't know. I mean, you just know. kill if- it. I, I guess the last, what, three or four movies from that series have not been um, kill as... Kill Kill a dead, throw it why in the sun. Why can't we just have more Blade? I mean, that's obvi- That's a question that we've been asking ourselves since, uh, you know, Blade since 2. Since Terminator 2. I don't know if I was born when Terminator 2 came out, but people have been asking why we can't have more Blade. Um, well then, okay, so since that didn't end exactly how I was hoping it would, um...
1: <laughs> how did you hope
0: it was ending, I'll just play along? Uh, I, I just, I honestly thought that, uh, you would have a more favorable response to Edward Furlong returning for the next, uh... Blade! Uh, so we did see a little bit of, uh, Avengers gameplay, um, from Blade. Square Enix at Comic-Con, which I'm excited for. I, anything Marvel, I'm Willing to dive in. I, pl- I actually just finished uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 with one of my roommates the other day. And holy shit, that game was a lot of fun. So if you haven't played it, play that. Um, as I finish scrolling through here, I'm just going to dive in. And I'm going to say something real quick about Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering uh, has been around since 1993. And if you're not playing it, you know, give it a chance. Uh, if you're not playing it, that's cool. I get it. Um, but they are going to be releasing a new, like bold set of uh, cards um, called uh, Dragons Endgame. Uh, it, you know, the Dragons Endgame set will set you about ba- set you back about a hundred bucks. But typically speaking, you can go pick up a uh, you can go pick up a, a deck builder's toolkit for the current set of cards that starts about twenty bucks. Um, and packs of cards start about at a, at a fiver. Um a little less than, um, so like it's worth getting into, uh, magic, the gathering. If you haven't seen, uh, the new collection that's coming out, it looks fantastic. You have a whole set of new dragons that are coming out with new fantastic abilities that are well worth looking into. If you are a fan of the series or maybe even looking to get into it, especially with their Netflix series, uh, produced by the Russos that's coming out hopefully next year, or the year before a uh, year after. um, yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have anything else that you would like to add to San Diego Comic Con as we wrap things up here?
1: Um, I really like Blade. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Blade doesn't have a release date, but go watch Blade. Um, I like Blade.
0: All right. Well, for uh, for the Blade in all of us, for the Daywalker in all of us, ladies and gentlemen, we've had quite the the journey that we've gone on here we've covered a lot of things we've covered NPAA ratings and you know uh nielsen ratings and you've listened to me and nathan uh intermittently get more and more and more and more and more drunk as uh this this day has progressed um <laughs> thank you so much for just realized, us.
1: Uh, we gave terminator literally no time because i just showered blade um i think that's right
0: yeah, I think I I think we're fine there. I Think we're fine. Yeah, like um, so. Yeah. Nathan Nathan, give us uh, give us your plugs. Give us just your plugs. Like, let tell us tell us what you've got going on. Alright, okay, uh, you can find
1: Blade One, Two, and Trinity on iTunes. Um, <laughs> you can buy them. You can buy them as a set. Uh, so go watch your free Blades. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds or Gosling. One of the Ryans was in. Ryan Reynolds was in three. Ryan Reynolds was in three. Chris Christopherson is in two of them. Maybe the third one. And Wesley Snipes is in all three. I don't remember Blade Trinity. Um, But Triple H is in Blade Trinity. If you like wrestling. Um, You can find me at Nathan Greenway. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. We forgot to mention. uh, WWE 24-7 title has changed hands a few times. On San Diego Comic Con, but ultimately it doesn't matter because uh, RAW has already happened. So go on, Blade. Um, as always, you can
1: find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinions on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Nathan Greenway. Check back through the feed. You can find K Court, where we just answered the question. As Jimmy will probably gloat. Maybe on audio, maybe not on camera because it's not recorded. But we just answered a question of who attacked Hideo Atami on NXT. And there was no answer to that question, but we answered it. And you can go back and look at that. Look at that the Rogue Retro Smackdown review with Jimmy and uh, Scott. You can check back unless they look through SmackDown from the start in 1995. Doctor Who with Carl and um, Sean. Sean, new to the team, but he's doing a Doctor Who co- po- uh, podcast. Life is strange. Your opinions are strange with myself and Carl. Check back through that as well. Content coming through our ears. As always, me and Rahul just chucked up a podcast. Looking back. I'm not looking back. Looking at the transfer window for football or soccer if you're in America. Uh, as to what's happened so far. Um, Chucking it back to you, Jimmy, what's going on with you?
0: Well, uh, this weekend, if you happen to be one of the six people who listen to us in the United States of America who isn't me, and you happen to be in the New York and New Jersey area, Violence and Suffering Wrestling is returning to Richfield Park, New Jersey, for our event, No Bitch Assness. And that's, that's our credo when we're there and we're going to get we got joe gacy we got rich swan coming in current impact x division champion uh former wwe cruiserweight champion the the mean dancing mean mugging slam hitting superstar that is rich swan he will be there joe gacy will be there tony Deppen, um teddy Hart. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's just so many people follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Riot. That's M R R I zero T Uh, the O is a zero because Counter-Strike was a thing when I was a kid. And if you hate hearing me say that, just give me some things to say and I'll say them. Um, but yeah, um, violence and suffering is at VXS wrestling on Twitter, follow them. Um, just if you're not even around the area, I mean I'll make sure that we get these things posted somewhere so you guys can watch them because these shows have been fucking phenomenal. Of course, go back to our archives, as Nathan said, listen to kfab Court, uh, listen to me and uh Carl fight to the death about who attacked Hideo Itami, not Hidemo, not you know, Yokozuno or whatever how he pronounced it throughout the show. Um Find out who attacked the Tommy in the parking lot in 2014. We will have that answer for you because only we know the answers. We've been out there just slamming down the answers from people. Scott and I have been uh, recording Retro Smackdown. Uh, we're going to get the next episode up sometime in the next few days, hopefully. Uh, haven't watched it yet, but it's going to be interesting. And Nathan, it has been announced that you will be joining us for Unforgiven 1999 featuring the Kennel from Hell match um like you said we have a whole bunch of content coming out of our ears nose and mouth and uh other parts that we shan't be uh talking about here on the podcast uh but yeah content 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 ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us uh here in a, what is set to be a super long podcast about san diego comic-con we couldn't cover it all in one podcast so um yeah i'm just out of things to say uh thank you ladies and gentlemen I'm Jimmy Baxter, Mr. Riot if you're nasty, or Nathan Greenaway. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night.